has placed her piteous case in my hands. It is the Lady Eva Blackwell, the most beautiful debutante of last season. She is to be married in a fortnight to the Earl of Dovercourt. This fiend has several imprudent letters. Imprudent, Watson, nothing worse, which were written to an impecunious young squire in the country. They would suffice to break off the match. Milverton will send the letters to the Earl, unless a large sum of money is paid to him. I have been commissioned to meet him, and to make the best terms I can. At that instant there was a clatter and a rattle in the street below. Looking down I saw a stately carriage and pair, the brilliant lamps gleaming on the glossy haunches of the noble chestnuts. A footman opened the door, and a small stout man, in a shaggy astrakhan overcoat, descended. A minute later he was in the room. Charles Augustus Milverton was a man of about fifty, with a large intellectual head, a round, plump, hairless face, a perpetual frozen smile, and two keen grey eyes, which gleamed brightly from behind broad, gold-rimmed glasses. There was something of Mr. Pickwick's benevolence in his appearance, marred only by the insincerity of the fixed smile, and by the hard glitter of those restless and penetrating eyes. His voice was as smooth and suave as his countenance, as he advanced with a plump little hand extended murmuring his regret for having missed us at his first visit. Holmes disregarded the outstretched hand and looked at him with a face of granite. Milverton's smile broadened. He shrugged his shoulders, removed his overcoat, folded it with great deliberation over the back of a chair, and then took a seat. Uh, this gentleman... He waved his hand in my direction. Uh, is it discreet? Is it right? Dr. Watson is my friend and partner. Uh, very good, Mr. Holmes. It is only in your client's interest that I protested. The matter, you know, is so very delicate. Dr. Watson has already heard of it. Then we can proceed with the business. You say that you are acting for Lady Eva. Has she empowered you to accept my terms? Uh, what are your terms? Seven thousand pounds. And the alternative? Oh, my dear sir, it is painful for me to discuss it. But if the money is not paid on the 14th, there certainly will be no marriage on the 18th. His insufferable smile was more complacent than ever. Holmes thought for a little bit. You appear to me to be taking matters too much for granted. I am, of course, familiar with the contents of these letters. My client will certainly do what I may advise. I shall counsel her to tell her future husband the whole story and to trust to his generosity. <laughs> you evidently do not know the Earl. From the baffled look upon Holmes's face, I could see clearly that he did. What harm is there in these letters? Oh, they are sprightly, very sprightly. The lady was a charming correspondent. But I can assure you that the Earl of Dovercourt would fail to appreciate them. However, since you think otherwise, we will let it rest at that. It is purely a matter of business. If you think that it is in the best interest of your client that these letters should be placed in the hands of the Earl, then you would indeed be foolish to pay so large a sum of money to regain them. He rose and seized his astrakhan coat. Holmes was grey with anger and mortification. Oh, wait a little bit. Wait a bit. You go too fast. We should certainly make every effort to avoid scandal in so delicate a matter. Milverton relapsed into his chair. <laughs> I was sure that you would see it in that light, Mr. Holmes. At the same time, 
Lady Eva is not a wealthy woman. I assure you that two thousand pounds would be a drain upon her resources, and that the sum you name is utterly beyond her power. I beg, therefore, that you will moderate your demands, and that you will return the letters at the price I indicate, which is, I assure you, the highest that you can get. Milton's smile broadened, and his eyes twinkled humorously. I am aware that what you say is true about the lady's resources. At the same time, you must admit that the occasion of a lady's marriage is a most suitable time for her friends and relatives to make some little effort upon her behalf. That is impossible, Mr. Milverton. Oh, dear me, dear me, how unfortunate. He took out a bulky pocketbook. I cannot help thinking that ladies are ill-advised in not making an effort. Now look at this, Mr. Holmes. He held up a little note with a coat of arms upon the envelope. That belongs to, well, uh, <laughs> perhaps it is hardly fair to tell the name until tomorrow morning. But at that time it will be in the hands of the lady's husband. And all because she will not find a beggarly sum which she could get by turning her diamonds into paste. It is such a pity now. You remember the sudden end of the engagement between the Honourable...